Hey, hey friend. Once people stopped asking why we were homeschooling, the next question typically was something like, oh, you won't homeschool through high school, will you? <laughs> In the back of my mind, I was like, you betcha we will, and we are going to graduate from homeschool too. But my mouth would say something like, uh, we're going to evaluate it each year and decide. But I knew in the back of my mind, I'm going to homeschool these kiddos all the way through and we are going to graduate them. Today, we are going to talk about what does that actually look like? What does graduating a homeschooler look like and how can you celebrate such an occasion with them? Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Whether you have kiddos that are approaching a graduation or not, you might have younger kiddos. I want you to listen for these ideas. Either way, get out your paper and a pen. I want you to write down these ideas and then you can simply forget about them for a little while. You're going to tuck this piece of paper into your homeschool ideas folder. I know you have one of those. You have it somewhere. Or maybe you have notes on your phone. You can do that there as well, wherever. Tuck it aside because I can guarantee you, you're going to be thinking about it. And you're going to say, what? What was that she was talking about? And I'm going to tell you exactly what we did. We created just, I, I loved our homeschool graduation that we had for our daughter. I've got two more graduations ahead and I'm just excited about that. The really neat thing is that we can create an, a graduation celebration that is for each individual child. Now, some of the things I did, so today I'm going to share with you the standard, what exactly I will do for my next two and they graduate as well. But for them, I'll probably not, we probably won't make bouquets of flowers. We probably won't do the same type of colors of like mauve and pink. We'll go with what they want. But today I'm going to share with you the framework in order to create a homeschool graduation celebration that honors the entire family, honors the graduate, but also pulls people in to the homeschool lifestyle and gives them a glimpse of it and helps the those that are maybe we'll say outsiders get to experience homeschool and hopefully possibly fall in love with it as well. Before we get started, I want to read a review from the uh, podcast here. And this is from Lead Creative and it's very sweet. She said, I think this is a great podcast for any mama. It is warm and personal and encourages moms to slow down and take a breath. It really prioritizes what's important in life, your kids and enjoying the now. I have been curious about homeschooling and am keeping it open as an option. If we ever go that route, I know Lee would be a great resource. Mama, hey girl, let's go. Let's homeschool. Send me an email. But thank you. That's very, very sweet. If you can leave me a review, I would absolutely so appreciate it. Simply by leaving a review, it helps the podcast to be shared to other moms who are thinking about homeschooling or who are homeschooling. 
and it also provides me some feedback. So I really appreciate it. You can go ahead and scroll to the bottom of, um, you'd have to do it on Apple. Uh, you can go into iTunes if you're on a laptop or something, but scroll to the bottom on your iTunes um, app and go ahead and just leave a review. It's really super simple to do and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay, so let's go back. I started thinking about a graduation celebration probably about middle of high school at the latest, I think in the back of my mind, I always thought about it. I came from uh, attending a public high school. And so to me, very standard high school graduation. Everybody walks across the stage, you have your cap and gown, there's certain traditions, there's things that, that you do. And even though I graduated from a semi-small, you know, there's about a hundred of us or so, there was still you know a lot of pomp and circumstance. And to me, that was what graduation had to be. Now, I, I do want to say I do have friends and I know people who participate in homeschool graduation ceremonies that are very much like that and they love it. That's what they want for their family. That's fantastic. If that's what you want for your family, go for it. But if you're like, hmm, maybe I don't know if I do or not, or that's not what I want for my family, I want to share with you what we did instead. And it doesn't mean that doing a traditional ceremony, there's anything wrong with that. Again, with the homeschool lifestyle, you get to create what it's going to be. And so for us, this is what we created and just loved it. So I started doing some research, probably the beginning of her 12th grade year, reading blog posts and reading just different things. And all of them were very much still focused on a traditional high school graduation. And you know, I was able to kind of pull some things, but most of them I was just like, that's not what we want. We're graduating from homeschool. This has been a complete transformation of our family. And I wanted to represent that well, let's say. So I did lots of research and I was like, eh, I don't, I don't really like, I'm not really liking any of that stuff. And I really, again, I wanted to honor our homeschool lifestyle. And many people were saying beforehand, I'm really excited to attend this. I've, I've never attended a homeschool graduation before. And I was like, yeah, I've never put one on before. <laughs> so they were really excited because they're curious about it. I was like, okay, the pressure's on here now. We had an absolutely amazing day. It was one that honored my daughter and uh, people still mention it's been nine, 10 months or so. So almost a year later and people will still mention something about her graduation ceremony. So I think that it really did make an impression upon other people and it really honored her and it honored our family. Uh, it turned out to be, I think, the hottest day of the year, but um, we didn't melt. So let's jump into... 10 ideas, 10 tips, we'll say, uh, for creating a homeschool graduation ceremony celebration. We called it more of a celebration. So you're going to get out your paper and your pen right now, and you're going to write these down. First one, use your home if you want to. That's the basis of your homeschool. Now, if you want to rent somewhere else out, you absolutely can. For us, we were doing it on a small budget, and also we enjoy our home. We enjoy our home and our property. It's, it's not a huge home. It's not a very big property at all, but we wanted to, for me, it was also just easy. It's just to do everything here instead of carting everything somewhere else. We just wanted to do it. We just want to be here, and our daughter really enjoys being home, and we wanted to honor that as well. So home is the basis of your homeschool, and so it's a perfect place to do it. Now, you don't need to do anything fancy. You don't need to build a new deck. You don't need to put in a swimming pool for this. I have seen 
some really crazy things, people getting ready for a graduation. I give you full permission to not put in some cabana or something. I don't, <laughs> you don't have to do anything extreme or big. Just use your home as it is, but also get it ready. We decided to use outdoors, our backyard, and we had the indoors available if anybody wanted to come in. Like I said, it was a really hot day. We had the air conditioning blasting inside and obviously people needed to come in to use the bathrooms. We got the inside of the house, you know, cleaned up and straightened up, but we used the outside. We did, you know, we didn't do extravagant yard work. I didn't go and plant a whole new tree line or anything. Cleaned up what we had, mowed the lawn and just kind of spruced things up. I had some, you know, fresh potted flowers on the porch steps and just different things around that would just add just a little bit of color to things. So if you plan on doing something outdoors like we did, I would suggest having some type of rain date just in case. You could move it indoors, but it would depend upon how many people you have coming. We invited a lot of people. I think, I, I, I don't remember quite, it was probably somewhere between 75 and 100 who actually came came over. So it wasn't something, especially during the ceremony, we didn't necessarily want to do it inside, but we could, if our rain date ended up raining on that day as well, we would have just moved inside. We wouldn't have picked a third date. We decided, uh, so also think about where you live and what would be the best months. For us, May, June are beautiful and perfect, especially the end of May. So we chose that time frame to do it. So work with the state or the country, wherever you live with, work with your climate. <laughs> Don't go and do it on, on something on a, where it's going to be way too hot or it's going to be too cold. The second thing is do an open house type style. You'll be able to get more people that'll be available to come. Some people might be able to come at one o'clock in the afternoon, but they can certainly stop by at five o'clock. So we started with open house. We said a certain time we're going to start and a certain time we're going to end. Keep the cost down. Send out evites, just a free evite to everybody, and explain to them that it's an open house style. But if they wanted to attend the homeschool celebration, that would be at a certain time. So it gave people the option. Those who wanted to participate and wanted to watch that, they could they could come and do that. Some people were just not available to do it. Or maybe some just weren't interested in that part, but had time to stop by for the open house. That's absolutely fine. We invited family. I would suggest even inviting family that you know probably cannot come because of distance. That's okay. It's really nice to be able to be included in such a thing. So invite family. Uh, it lets your kiddo invite their friends, which is really easy when you have an evite. I just forwarded her the evite and she sent it on to her friends. We even invited the families of her friends because we've gotten to know them. Then we also just invited family friends, people from church, and just those that had been watching her grow up and just be a part of who she was. We also invited family friends that were lived at a distance, knowing that they most likely couldn't come. But again, it's nice to be included and invited to such a thing. Number three is to set like a schedule, and it doesn't have to be solid in stone, but if you say you're going to start at one o'clock, be ready to receive people at one o'clock. If you say then you're going to have the ceremony at 1.30, start at around 1.30 because people have maybe come, they want to come for that and they can only stay a little bit, honor people's time. So start, say at one o'clock, have the ceremony at 1.30, which could last maybe 30 minutes, go straight into some type of meal time, and then you can end five, six o'clock if you're looking at a four to five hour uh, time frame for the open house. 
Number four is to prep your food before, or you can have it catered. We decided just to make our own stuff, picked out just a couple of base things. We did a cookout because it was May, June, kind of the beginning of cookout season for us where we live. And so that was easy. That way my husband could cook the hamburgers and the hot dogs on the grill and all of the sides. I just picked like three main sides and made double, triple, actually probably quadruple of each of those and stored what I could in refrigerators. Again, it was so hot out. I could only bring things out kind of last minute. But then I outsourced the cake, just had the grocery store, just had them make it, just figured one big, huge sheet cake that would make it easy, have lots of different uh, drinks. We had obviously lots of water bottles. If you have kids coming, they love to have juice boxes. You can have sodas, sparkling drinks, whatever it is that you think people might might like to have. Have ice, have those in buckets of ice so things are nice and cooled down. Especially if it's a hot day, they can drink a nice cold bottle of water. They would enjoy that. So prep all your food beforehand. Think about how many days you need to be working on that uh, beforehand. You're making potato salad. Okay, I need to put hard-boiled eggs in that. It would be easy for me to make the hard-boiled eggs like three days in advance, but then not have, and get all of that ready, get the different parts ready, and then not actually mix it all together until that, until that day. So number five would be to set up the space. We decided to use our garage. We have a detached garage. Our home is really old and the garage is probably built in the early-ish 1900s. And so it's pretty cool inside. I like the woodwork and it's just old and it's something that she, she enjoys the character of that. So we decided to utilize that space. So we would have a covered area to be able to put all of the food in, set up the tables, put the food on, have all the paper products, have all of the drinks. We had an area set up in there where people could leave uh, notes for her in a notebook, leave gifts and uh, envelopes. And then also we had, um, I think, yes, it was inside there. James had a TV set up. We put together a slideshow of, of pictures of her throughout the years. So just put that like into a TV that he just mounted on the wall in there with a thumb drive and it just went through the slideshow. So it was kind of neat because... We moved here when my daughter was uh, just turning 13. So a lot of people hadn't seen a lot of things from her when she was younger. So that was that was nice. So set up the space, borrow chairs. We then did the entire ceremony in our backyard, which is right behind our garage. So everything was right in the same area. Borrowed chairs kind of put out like an SOS. Does anybody have any chairs we can borrow? And then in the Evite, I just asked people if they could bring lawn chairs, just folding chairs. No one complained. If somebody asked me to bring that, I'd be like, sure. I wouldn't expect somebody to have enough seats for 75 to 100 people. So I just had people bring seats and had them kind of lined up in an area uh, in the back We then before the ceremony, and then you could kind of move around uh, as you wanted to. Number six, this idea was brilliant. And I don't know that I want to take 100% credit, but like, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just saying it was, I'm so glad that we did this. We hired a photographer which sounds extreme, but it's just somebody that I knew or I had met through. I didn't know her too crazy well, but I knew her well enough to reach out and say, hey, could you come for, I think she came for an hour, hour and a half. So pay for her traveling to us for that hour, hour and a half. And then for her to travel back home. And then within, I think a few days or a week, she sent me the pictures. Oh my goodness. I am so glad we did this because I can tell you right now, I wouldn't have gotten any pictures. And these pictures that she took were phenomenal. They were just beautiful pictures. She had an actual real camera. 
instead of me with my iPhone trying to take pictures, which would have been fine and nice. But I think I maybe took a couple of pictures that entire day. Because again, I was in a dress, so there was nowhere to put a phone. And I was too busy. By hiring a photographer to just capture moments of during our ceremony and to capture casual times when people were there really took the stress off and we could enjoy the time and we can look back now and see these amazing, amazing pictures and everything that she took. So I would highly recommend putting aside a little bit of the budget so you can hire somebody to come in from the outside. This person didn't necessarily know my daughter or us super well, which actually made it a little bit nice because... She was just there on business and wasn't distracted. People didn't distract from other things. We did let everybody know that if they would like to get a picture with my daughter while the photographer was there, because we would love to have those pictures, to make sure they did that. We said she'd be leaving at this certain time, so be sure you grab her. And she just kind of mingled around and took pictures. So number six, hire a photographer, non-negotiable, okay? So number seven here is to actually do some type of ceremony. I'm going to tell you how ours went. It was about 30 minutes long. We just kind of figured out the layout and then just kind of went with it. And it turned out to be a lot of fun and really beautiful as well. We started off with James welcoming everybody there. And then I spoke for a little while. I had put together something. I think I just had some notes. Um, There were some specific points and things that I wanted to share. And it was me speaking to the group but also me as well speaking to her uh, at the same time. After I spoke, then uh, James came up and he kind of gave his his thoughts and of her at this junction, this uh, different season, changing of seasons in life. And then we had lined up someone special in her life to speak as well. This would be somebody that is older, doesn't have to be super old, but just somebody in their life that your graduate respects and really enjoys and somebody who has been pouring into them and who at that time can pour even more into them and just ask that person to share whatever it is that God has laid upon their heart to share about your graduate but also just about this next season in life after that then allow the graduate time to speak tell them this though okay maybe a month or two in advance, they can think about what it is that they want to share. We told our daughter that we didn't care what she shared. If she wanted to, I mean, obviously let's stick away from the embarrassing things, (laughs) but if she wanted to share about homeschool or she wanted to give a devotional, whatever it is, whatever, whatever her heart wanted to share, she could do so. And she did that. There was only one prerequisite of something that we wanted her to make sure she mentioned. And we wanted her to talk about what her future plans were. And why is that? It's because everybody will ask the graduate, what are you doing next? What are you doing next? We figured if at that moment, I think we had about 40 to 50 people here, 40 to 50 people could hear what her plans are for for the next, the next thing she's going to do and her, some of her ideas, then they could come up and just talk to her about that instead of her having to answer 40 to 50 times, plus the people who came after the ceremony who didn't hear that over and over again, what are your plans and having to weed through that, especially if your graduate is taking a more non-traditional approach the next season and not going straight off to college. It actually allows people to absorb that information and process it before they come and talk to them. And if they don't know what to say, then they just don't bring that up. If you're interested in the high school graduate 
college type of thing. Um, I did a podcast episode a couple of back talking about that. So it was kind of fun if you want to hear about that. Okay, so back to this ceremony. So first, James did a welcome. I spoke and then James spoke uh, again. And then we asked someone special in her life to speak, then have the graduate speak and make sure they share their future plans. After that, then we sang her favorite hymn. It could be a favorite hymn or a favorite song. We printed out the words and James had worked at having the tech at least uh, up for us to be able to uh, do the song. You could do it a cappella as well, but just really wanted to include something that meant uh, something to her. So she picked her favorite hymn and then we all gathered together. We got everybody up and whoever was close by kind of laid a hand upon her. So lay a hand upon the graduate and you just do a prayer of blessing. Ask somebody beforehand to lead that prayer of blessing. You could do some type of popcorn sort of prayer, if you guys are familiar with that, where just different people, someone will open and then people can kind of pray here and there if they want to or at the end. But I think it's really important to have a time where the entire group, you feel like you've had a moment with everybody and your graduate feels like, yes, this is it. You kind of feel like you're lifting them up and just launching them to the next, next season. Number eight, eat, have food. Have lots of food for people. Have more food than you think you're going to need, but maybe not too much because I think I had way too much. It ended up being really hot. And when it's really hot, people don't want to eat a lot. But eat. Move into the eating time. We still had to cook hamburgers and hot dogs, but we let people know this beforehand in the evite. So I come over at 1 o'clock, ceremony at 1.30, and we'll be eating around 2.30, 3 o'clock. So that gave us a little bit of, little bit of time. While the burgers and the dogs cooked... I was able to get everything else out, replenish drinks, and all those kinds of things. Recruit help, have other people to be able to move things from one place to another if you need it. Then after that, number nine is mingle. Go ahead and enjoy yourself, mama. You have, you've earned this. You've, whether you just started homeschooling your kiddo in 10th or 11th grade, or you've been doing it since they were in kindergarten, it doesn't matter you have done an amazing job. You have graduated them from their high school education. They've completed those years and they're ready to launch on into the next season in life. So enjoy that. If you have kids that are coming to this, try to have some games. Again, we have a small property. So in the front lawn, I kind of had some kids games. We just didn't have a ton of room. Uh, I had chalk out and just some kind of uh, games. I They might've even gotten the sprinkler out. I don't I don't recall, but the kids even had a really great time. Understand you're trying to cater something to a large, uh, large age group. So number 10 here in this is to overall create an atmosphere that reflects your family and reflects your graduate as well. Like I mentioned, we had floral bouquets, which my daughter made on her own flowers that we grew. She asked neighbors for flowers. It was peony season. So she had peonies and just she created this is something she enjoys doing. And so we created an atmosphere that would reflect her and her kind of whimsical boho kind of feel. For my boys, that's not what they're going to want. And so I want to really encourage you to look at your child and what is going to reflect them. What is something that's going to bring them joy? We have little lights hanging up and it was just, it created just an atmosphere that would reflect her. So for my boys, I, I don't know, we're going to have like um, trucks and motorcycles here possibly. I don't know, <laughs> but we'll wait and see. But so those are my 10 tips, write them down 
tuck them aside. Maybe you have a graduate coming up right now because it's just about that time of the year and you it's not too late to pull this together for that. But if you have a graduate next year or in 10 years to come, we are going to recreate this. I have two more times and I am excited to be able to recreate this just for each of my boys because really it was a time that we could celebrate. We could celebrate pushing through those math lessons in third grade that made her cry. We could push through her wanting to write a research paper in seventh grade. (laughs) We could just think back to all that time we lived as a family, not even the education part, but just how his entire lifestyle. I'm excited about you to graduate a homeschool student someday. So excited. And again, maybe you're graduating one soon here. Go ahead, back, listen through again if you need to. Write down those 10 tips and create a celebration that honors your family your homeschool lifestyle, and your graduate. And if right now you're thinking to yourself, I can't even think about a graduation someday. I am so overwhelmed and frazzled with homeschool right now, or I just don't even know where to start. I am feeling completely unsure. I want to do this really well. I want to homeschool well, and I want to someday, Lee, celebrate that homeschool graduate with peace and with confidence that we did we did things right. We did it well. Clarify your homeschool. Girlfriend, let's get into that. That is my course four modules, self-paced video. It includes a couple of bonuses where we have a student community and you can participate in group Zoom calls and you can ask questions. It's just, it's a lot of fun with, with some work. You're going to create the foundation for your homeschool. You are going to feel like on graduation day, I did this really well because I jumped into Clarify Your Homeschool. I figured out my why. I have my vision. I have my goals. We have our ideas of what we want to accomplish. We figured out our curriculum. What is best curriculum for this kiddo this year and have homeschooled with confidence? Head on over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Get yourself enrolled today so that come graduation, you can put together a ceremony just like I mentioned And you're going to feel absolutely amazing about your homeschool lifestyle and the entire journey that your family has been on. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.